Hi there, my name is Ganika Pinnam. And I'm Farika Pinnam. We're sisters and the co-founders of IDA. If you're an entrepreneur or a new and upcoming brand, discover customer and audience insights about your product niche at thinkida.com because we are where your customers are. As founders of IDA, we've immersed ourselves in the startup world and become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship. We've learned a lot along the way and still are. And now we want to share that with you, our listeners. Whether you're already a savvy business owner, just getting started, or an aspiring entrepreneur, you are in the right place. Join us as we journey through the ahas, the oh no's, the why me's, the ups and downs, and those serendipitous moments when something clicks and it all falls into place. Welcome to the Lightbulb Moment Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lightbulb Moment Podcast. I'm Varika. And I'm Ganika. And we are here with Caroline, founder of Wedfully. Wedfully helps plan and produce elaborate live stream virtual events and weddings. We're so excited to have you on board, Caroline. Um, How are you today? Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm good. Just um, settling back into the Monday routine. (laughs) (laughs) Those are always the Monday blues, right? Like I always try to do something fun on Mondays to avoid thinking like it's Monday, but that's probably just me. Yeah, I like last minute had to come into the office, so I feel like I threw my routine for a loop. Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, For your listeners out there, Caroline has been on Shark Tank, and she has done an amazing job. If you haven't caught the episode, I highly suggest watching it. Um, And, you know, it was a new concept for me that really caught my eye, you know, like Zoom weddings and stuff that that was new, like I haven't seen that before or heard of it before. Like we know, like with COVID and everything, uh, we've been doing a lot of virtual events, you know, um, breakout rooms and like parties and um, you know, hosting on all these things, but we haven't seen weddings. So I was like, this is really cool. I want to know more about it. So actually, I'm going to let Caroline uh, tell us more about that side of the world. Yeah, I think it's new territory to a lot of people. So you're not alone there. Um, but we started like so many virtual event companies did during the pandemic. Before COVID, Um, I was doing virtual wedding planning, so still in the wedding space, still helping couples virtually, um, but all of these weddings were happening in person. And then when COVID hit, obviously, wedding industry was one of the biggest um, or most impacted industries of all, and couples really started kind of panicking. And so it was born out of like an immediate um, solution to like a very pressing problem, obviously. But what we've seen since then is that... um, it's really kind of created a means to an end for a lot of couples and that wedding planning is known to be such a stressful activity. And, you know, you end up getting so many outside opinions from friends and family and really the wedding sometimes I think turns into something that isn't necessarily what the couple wanted from the beginning. And so what we saw um, and where the light bulb moment kind of happened in 2020 was that Couples are really utilizing the virtual component and the live stream element to allow them to have the wedding that they always wanted to have and not have to exclude anyone. So whether that meant destination wedding or a smaller wedding or an elopement, um, it really gave them permission to go do that without feeling um, guilty for not inviting people that they loved. And also, you know, I think it got a lot of their parents potentially off their backs for you know, still, they still got to invite their parents, friends, and people that had impacted them throughout. So 
um, while it was born kind of as many virtual companies were through the pandemic, we've really seen it um, find a really great place in the industry to continue to allow couples to really have the wedding that they want to have. I totally agree. And you touched on a lot of great points there that I really want to dig into. But one of the things that you mentioned is just how many weddings kept getting postponed during the pandemic and like how many times people had to cancel and reschedule and go through like already stressful event multiple times. So I think you came in at a perfect timing and offered them a solution that not only could they invite all of you know people that they wanted there that are probably concerned about an in-person event, now they could all be there um, and celebrate that beautiful moment. So that's actually really clever. Now, I actually wanted to ask you like, you know, usually, like you said, destination weddings and all these um, happen over virtually too. Like usually how do they work and stuff? Yeah. So we actually partner with Zoom. So I think a lot of people are familiar with kind of the Zoom platform when it comes to using it for work and stuff. Um, And for specifically for destination weddings, and I would say also probably like 70% of our weddings in general, we aren't actually on like physically on site at the wedding. So what made us... um, what allowed us to scale and grow so quickly was that we figured out a way to have a remote production team run the live stream um, remotely. So our team is scattered throughout the U.S. And essentially what we do is we ship the couple equipment. Um, Usually that includes tripods and audio devices. Sometimes they'll also upgrade and rent phones from us as well. But most couples have phones that they can easily use. And so we set up a multi-angle live stream um, hand in hand with someone that they appoint on site to get those angles up and running. Once those angles are up and running and audio is connected, whether it's a lapel mic or through the DJ, um, lots of different options there, then our remote production team can essentially handle everything. So we can be switching angles, we can be playing music, um, we can be playing slideshows, videos, whatever they want for those virtual guests. And so I kind of explain it a lot of times as we are the virtual hospitality wing, just like you would have like a caterer and an event coordinator and a venue and everyone like handling these in-person guests. We essentially do that for the virtual guests. Um, So that's the beauty of what we do is we can do it remotely, but we also have an offering where we do go on site within some most of the major cities within the U.S. um, and actually send videographers on site to capture a more HD quality live stream. Okay, that's amazing. And that was going to be my next question is how are you, you know, scaling if you are, um, you know, having people videograph, but that's really cool. You have a remote team. Is that um, someone that you hire kind of ad hoc, like from the gig economy, or are these employees of Wedfully that you kind of strategically placed around the country? Um, These are employees of Wedfully. But uh, we just have the job posting open like throughout the U.S. So we don't strategically um, place our remote team anywhere. It's just whoever's qualified for the job and we feel is a good fit. Um, We hire them. So that could be someone in Knoxville. We have someone there or that could be someone in L.A. Um, So location doesn't matter as much for us in that remote in terms of the remote position, that remote production team. Um, And we do hire them as Wedfully employees just because it is kind of, you know, the bread and butter of our product. And we do need that to be an amazing experience for both virtual guests and couples. So it is important to us that they, you know, love what fully um, represent our values, our core values and kind of what we stand for. Um, but when it comes to the videographers, that's more of a gig economy kind of freelance videographer role that we um, find throughout whatever city our couples are in and request that service. 
Okay, gotcha. Well, that sounds great. And um, I wanted to ask you one thing other that you mentioned that, you know, kind of caught my ears a bit is you said lapel mic. And that made me think there's so many moving parts to a wedding. Like, how did you become so educated about like, you know, different placements or like how to make the guest experience of a wedding um, really good online? Um, a lot of failing at not doing it the right way. Um, I feel like we just saw so much growth so quickly that we just had all these weddings to start to test things out and learn from. So we actually share an office with another company. And the other day I was interviewing a videographer and like going through the setup with the videographer and the gal in the office next, or like that shares the office with us was like, oh, so like, is your background in videography? Is that how you got into all of this? And I was like, absolutely not. I just had to learn this because it was something that was needed. And I would say that's like one thing that is kind of my secret weapon is I am really good at learning on the fly and when I need to. So I've honestly like had to learn so much stuff about audio and video and the other day like I went to Best Buy for like two hours and pretended to buy a DSLR camera just so I could like set up my laptop with it and look what it would be like to stream from a specific camera type just because I have to know all of this and train like my team on it and then train others on it um so it's been kind of fun to become like a little bit of an expert in that field but really it's just been through trial and error and working with other vendors in the space who have then taught me what I need to know I totally agree that you have to learn as you go and you have to keep constantly learning right because in, especially in your field technology keeps changing constantly Always. more things keep coming um, so that's great you're learning so that's a pro tip guys like how she did it best buy and stuff so just go there go wherever like your education your product and stuff is um so now you just don't do just weddings right you said it's an event um whole like um holistic events and stuff so does that include like birthday parties and like graduations like are are you going to go into something like that as well so right now our bread and butter is weddings but what we do allow is once a couple has worked with us um we have a ton of them come back excuse me come back to us and ask can you do this anniversary or this birthday party or um, this celebration of life. And if they have worked with us in the past and done a wedding with us, we will let them do another event with us. But um, just because we are so focused on scaling and have automated a lot of our technology and like the process behind it, um, we try to stick with weddings, but sometimes other events are a little too tempting. So for example, we are doing a 60th birthday party next week, which will be fun. Um, but try to stick to weddings if we can. No, that totally makes sense. Um, and one, one of my things is like, um, how like, you know, when we go into meetings and stuff, a lot of people like dress really well on the top and then like they're wearing PJ mm-hmm. bottoms on the bottom. Like, do you see a lot of that with the wedding guests or, you know, maybe the bride, bride and groom themselves? Like, do you happen to see those? Yeah, all the time. Bride and groom, definitely not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say... Almost all of our couples are still having some people in person and doing a hybrid event of sorts. So they still want to go through the motion of like getting a beautiful dress or a suit or something like that. But with guests, it is really funny because with a lot of weddings, we'll do what we call the group dance and we'll get people at home up and dancing and we'll like spotlight their camera feed, kind of like a Jumbotron sports like feed, you know, when they're like doing the kiss cam. 
and people will like stand up and get excited and then you'll like notice that they like have a tie on top or a fancy dress on top and then like sweatpants underneath um and then we've had a couple underwear shots but they've definitely done it on purpose to get a laugh oh my god you definitely probably have to edit those that's a different request (laughs) we've had some hilarious moments i think one time we caught someone breastfeeding and she just like leaned into it and made it work um so yeah we've definitely seen all kinds of things just own it right yeah (laughs) probably a lot of fun bloopers and everything like that um yeah so so one of the reasons people at weddings is like the food right like everybody wants to eat Mm -hmm. so how does it work virtually like what how do people like engage engage yeah Yeah. and also that leads to my next question is like the gamification of this like keeping people engaged keeping people active in something like um an event that's actually long right because most like zoom like meetings and stuff are like 30 minutes maybe an hour but usually how long do these last and how do you keep people engaged because you were mentioning a couple of fun things that you make them do that gets them really excited yeah um I would say we we never encourage couples to really go over like two hours for the live stream portion of the wedding, just because we know that people have a shorter attention span online. And also you don't have the benefit of like turning necessarily to the person next to you and starting like a conversation like you would in person. Um, So you do kind of have to tailor the event and have it be a little bit more structured than maybe an in-person event would be. Um, so that is something that we always take into consideration and we do advise our couples on. Some people want like a live stream for four or five hours, which is great, but we just let them know ahead of time they should expect some drop off. But some of our favorite couples who really want to lean into the virtual element and really make it a focal point of their event, um, really do kind of let loose and have fun with the experience And we'll do things like the group dance, we'll do virtual reception tables where they can, you know, break out into smaller groups and chit chat. um, And the couple can even come say hi, we'll do trivia, we have a bunch of video content we can put together for the for the couple. Um, We'll do virtual toasts. some people have virtual officiant, and some people even have virtual processional members. Um, So I think what what we do really well, and what makes it really fun, is we try to bridge the gap between it feeling like they're having a celebration in person and you're just like a fly on the wall. We want to like even the playing field between the virtual guests and the in-person guests and really create this hybrid event, not just a live stream. Um, You know, live stream is like a word that everyone knows, but our weddings are always a two-way stream. So we can always make sure the guests can participate if the couple wants that. And regardless if they're just maybe doing the ceremony only, which a lot of couples lean towards nowadays, we still make sure that we can kind of add that wedfully touch and make sure those guests still felt like they had time to be a part of it, say something, congratulate the couple. So even if the couple is doing something as simple as like ceremony, waving hello, and then logging off, we will facilitate open floor toasts on behalf of the couple so that the guests still feel like they got to chime in and be a part of it. And then we also include a virtual photo booth and guest book for all of our weddings so that they can really, you know, post messages, take photos, like feel like they're also attending an event. That is so cute, especially the photo book and like the virtual toasts and stuff. Um, You're making me want to attend one of these now because you put it so beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) That's my job. I'm good at that. (laughs) Um, 
And I think what you said is like a really important distinction. It's not a live stream. It's a two-way street because, you know, live stream, I mean, that would be the same as watching the video after in your own time if it's like passive. So I think that's so great that you are, you know, basically creating memories for people like um, Hanika was saying too. It's so much more than like a, you know, videograph videography company. <laughs> you know, you're helping people like with one of their most special days. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned that like uh, you give like uh photo books and stuff like that so how does the experience last afterwards right like a typical wedding for example like people get their albums done and like all the videographer like all the videos done everything like that so what is the experience like after like you know they hop off yeah they, yeah. Hop, they log off of <laughs> yeah um the beauty of of including a virtual element is that the entire thing is recorded so we're starting to see more and more couples substitute out us for multiple vendors so with our new full service package where we do send a videographer on site, their main goal is to do the live stream portion, like to send us feeds of the wedding itself for the for the virtual element. But we can also record locally, um, both on the videographer's camera and we always record the live stream portion, regardless if we're on site or not. And so the couple actually gets that post wedding, which just kind of adds to like the surprise and delight of the experience because with a traditional photographer vendor or videographer vendor you have to wait like weeks before you get any content from them sometimes you'll get like one or two photos that they'll post on their instagram that they'll give to you but otherwise you're kind of sitting there having experienced this amazing day with all this excitement and then it's like radio silence and so with wedfully it's like an immediate um you know right after not right after the wedding but one to two days after the wedding you get your recording you get your guest book you get your photo booth you get your chat transcript and it's almost like you get to relive the day all over again except from the virtual lens which is something that you as the couple didn't get to experience so it is really fun for them to kind of go back and experience that portion of it and you have all these keepsakes wrapped up in one that are included in all of our packages but then we have a ton of couples that also will purchase a highlight reel from us, which is an edited down, you know, five minute reel of kind of all the best moments of the wedding. Um, and we like to kind of play with that. Sometimes we'll incorporate like other video content that we've put together for them. Um, my most like my favorite add on that we offer is the glow up. And I feel like it could be applicable to not even just live stream weddings, but anyone's relationship in general. We sit down with a couple ahead of the wedding and ask them like all these questions about like, how'd you meet? Like, what's your story? You know, how would you describe this person to your younger self? Like all these really fun questions to try and paint the picture of what their relationship is. And we play it as an opening video and we incorporate photos of them growing up and like video content that they have. And so it really kind of paints this picture of the couple and where they've been and how they got to this point. And so we'll interlace that video content with the actual wedding footage. And you kind of have this like keepsake that's so rare because it's both the before portion of like who you are as a couple and then the actual like wedding, which is kind of cementing that relationship. So there's just a lot of fun things that you can do because it is such a multimedia heavy element. That sounds a lot of fun. And remember that episode? I don't know if you watch Friends, but like when Monica and Chandler gets married, like she wants to see the photos right away. So because usually like they can see the photos right away. So she sends like the um, the disposable cameras 
Yeah. To get them to, right? So this is like that, but obviously like a much, much better, better quality. <laughs> it's possible now. Like they get to watch the movie of their lives like right away. So that that's really cute. Yeah, I think that's so awesome, especially like um, what you were saying about the kind of interview, because it's like, um, you know, those games that people play to kind of test how well you know each other and stuff. But it's nice when someone else kind of puts it together, like rather than the couple having to like, you know, do that themselves. So yeah. really, really nice. And I guess they don't get to see it when when the wedding is happening, right? Like they, they get to see it like afterwards. Some people will request to see Hey, have you ever wanted to create your own podcast and share your own light bulb moments with the world? If so, now's the perfect time to do so because audio is the future of the internet and Anchor is a perfect place to do it. So Anchor is a podcasting platform you can find at anchor.fm and it's what we use to create the light bulb moment podcast. So Anchor is amazing because first of all, it's completely free to use. Yep, completely free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So I've used Anchor to record with other guests on a mobile app, and you can also edit on your computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you across so many platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other major podcast streaming sites. So you don't have to set up individual accounts and try to distribute to all of those places. And you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum subscribers needed. And it's basically everything you need to record, edit, and publish your podcast in one place all for free. So I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good luck. It ahead of time and we let them because some people are like, oh, actually, can you take that out? I do not want that shared. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times like they're getting ready or, you know, they're having their first look when we're sharing this movie or, you know, we call it an opening video essentially. Um, so it is special that then when they get that footage again, not only do they get to like rewatch that video, but they get to watch their guests reaction to the video because the guests are recorded, which is just like such a fun portion of Wetfully that you don't get with any other companies out there that do live stream you don't get to watch the guests watch your wedding so it is fun to see their reactions yeah totally um so this sounds like a super fun industry to be in and you just mentioned kind of at the tail end there that you know there's other companies that do live stream events so how do you um kind of i mean there's a lot of great points you touched on that makes wedfully really special but how do you kind of position yourself with the different packages that you offer that you mentioned um to kind of cater to the different like I guess, levels of how much a couple wants um, a live stream event to be involved? Yeah, I would say early on, we really differentiated ourselves in that we were kind of the go-to interactive option. So if you did want your virtual guests to be more involved than just kind of bystand, like being bystanders watching the wedding on TV, you went to Wedfully because we were able to integrate these virtual VIPs in a really amazing way. And in 2020, and honestly in early 2021, a lot of virtual VIPs couldn't make it in person for the wedding, whether it was health reasons or travel reasons, you know, the pandemic really put the kibosh on that. And so that's where we saw like instant um, product market fit from our end. And now as the industry's kind of changed and morphed a little bit, you know, we've had to really figure out how do we continue to change with the industry COVID threw a huge wrench in it. A little bit of a silver lining is that it kind of allowed couples to have the wedding they really wanted. 
Um, but we have our couples kind of broken out into almost two categories. We call them hub and spoke. Hub couples are usually where Wedfully is the hub of the wedding. So we're most likely their DJ. We're probably also acting as their videographer. Sometimes I like even officiate the weddings virtually, but like the virtual component is a focal point of the wedding and they've planned the wedding around the virtual component. And then there's the spoke weddings where it's more of the traditional wedding market and we are another vendor. So maybe just like they have family overseas that can't attend or they want to give this option to their guests, like a yes, no attending virtually out of like to be courteous towards them and and understanding that it's stressful times. Um, And so we kind of break them out into those two categories and we've really tailored our packages to allow couples um, to kind of self-select into how involved they want the virtual element to be. And so all of our packages were like, we just start with $200 deposit. Like you, we know that your event is ever changing. We want to be a part of it. Put the $200 deposit down, reserve the date, get into the wedfully flow. And then they can really kind of pick and choose how involved they want us to be and how many add-ons they want to do. Do they want to do like the glow up add-on, which is the opening video with custom branding? Do they want to add on a virtual reception? So we really kind of let them piece together what they want their event to be. Um, But I think what we realized early on is like we weren't going to sacrifice that two-way stream and that guest interaction, even though no other company does that. And at one point we were like, should we should we get rid of that second stream of the guests so that we can have a higher quality video feed from the wedding? But what we realized is that like it doesn't really matter if it's HD, you know, 1080p 4K video or if it's like a little bit lower of a video quality because they always have, the guests always have a better time at our weddings because we do get them involved and they feel like they were so, like the get, the couple was so much more thoughtful about their involvement when they do get to have their cameras on and then they do feel like they have to get dressed up and then they do grab a drink and then they really do feel like they are celebrating with the couple at that time. It's not like, oh, I could be watching this five days later or I could be watching it right now. Um, And so we've just really stuck to our guns there. And even though we've had couples come at us and be like, it should, you should offer higher quality video feeds. We've just seen like success with this and we know that this works. And so we've really had to like trust ourselves um, so I know it was a long-winded answer, no, but you're totally right. Um, like the fact that you stuck to it and it's working so well for you is great, right? Like that that just shows that you know what you're doing. And to your point, right? It's about the memories you make. It's about like looking back and like having mm-hmm. a good laugh about all these things. Because some of my favorite ones are like you know those Snapchat memories like you get on our phone, right? This yeah. those are not great quality. They're not anything special. They're just like goofy videos that we take of ourselves or our friends and stuff, and they just like make us laugh and years from now like that's what's gonna stick with you so right. yeah I totally totally agree with you and I love the component that you mentioned is for overseas like people overseas that cannot fly and stuff and obviously we we all want like our loved ones and family to be here during these times so so you also offer like international setup and stuff. so say somebody's in a different time zone or a different country like you're able to connect them mm-hmm. yeah Awesome. Yeah, no, that's a lovely um, feature that you give there. Now, something that all of our listeners are probably waiting towards is how was your experience on Shark Tank, um, you know, your moments up to it and aftermath? Yeah, I feel like this is like my ultimate fun fact is that I was on Shark Tank. Um, 
It was such a fun experience. I think in the heat of it, I was really um, stressed, I guess you could say. I mean, no, that probably makes sense. A lot of people like probably are too. Like you can actually see it on your episode. We couldn't see that you are stressed. So you managed it quite well. Yeah, I like the whole time I was going through the process from, so we did our first casting call in February of 2021 and then filmed in July of 2021 and then aired in November. And throughout all the way from February to July, I like tried to just not stress too much about what this meant for the like, I don't know how to describe it, but I tried to stay very calm about it throughout the whole process because one, they could cut you at any moment throughout that entire process. So even though you like go all the way and film, you still couldn't air. Or even if you're like booked on a flight and you're supposed to film, they could cut you like an hour before you even leave for your flight. So I tried to stay like really level-headed about it. And I tried not to treat it as a silver bullet for the company Um, even though it's like so, so tempting to do that because I think from the outside, it's like, oh my gosh, Shark Tank, like that's going to completely change your business forever. But I just didn't want to have all this pressure on it because I knew if I did, then I would crack under pressure. And so I think it worked in that when it came to the day itself, I really just tried to soak in the fact that I was like in LA, I was at Sony Pictures, I had like a trailer, I had hair, I had makeup, I, you know, kind of tried to take a step back and like notice how crazy this was and also that it should just be a fun moment for me personally and I think that's what helped so much because honest honestly I wasn't that nervous like I just it was exhausting and I felt like I literally got hit by five buses after but (laughs) during the pitch itself I felt like really cool calm collected and honestly um I felt very in control of the situation Caroline, I love your mindset around this because, um, like, especially what you said about not treating it like a silver bullet, um, because I think sometimes, like, I'll even notice in an episode where the sharks will be like, did you just come here for the sales? Like, you're not even here for a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing that you stuck with it. And, you know, quite honestly, like, this would be my biggest flex, too. Like, I would tell my grandkids I was on <laughs> You know what? You're totally, you have all the rights to like flex this all the way. So kudos to that. I mean, it's, it's a big deal like you being here. And then, you know, given what you're saying, there's a lot of moving parts that people can really stress about on top of like your day-to-day things that you're managing. So, I, I mean, congratulations of getting through that and doing it so well. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I almost put too, like you could put too much pressure on being like, I, this has to be the absolute perfect pitch. It has to be the best, you know, five minute spiel I've ever given in my life. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And it's going to be good regardless. So I can't keep rewriting this and stressing about it because it's just, I had like other things to focus on. And also, I think it helps when you're like also running a business full, I mean, full time as well, because you just don't have but I couldn't really spend that much time stressing about it because we had 5 million other things going on with the business as well. And I was like, I can't um, sacrifice. I can't like put this above everything else because what if we don't air? And then I put all my eggs in this basket and I let the business kind of like not 
function during this time while prepping. And now I don't even have that opportunity anymore. So I think that was a really good, I'm like glad I did that. Um, but at the time I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Like just my brain was in 5,000 different places at once during that time. No, I feel like anybody would be totally in that situation given just, you know, it being like such a big show and like, um, you know, the investment and the whole experience of it. But I love that you stuck to your company that just shows like your love for your company and business and you know you doing that right is eventually what's going to make you successful and that's what led you to that carpet anyway so you know the fact that you focused on that more than you focused on you know whether it's going to be airing and all that stuff that you mentioned is like I feel that's the right mindset to really approach it 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 worked out so far but (laughs) thank you (laughs) Yeah. um, And I wanted to ask because my eyes lit up when you said this. And I think this is one of those like behind the scenes kind of things that we don't get to see because I didn't realize um, you get like hair and makeup done by like the, you know, behind the scenes by the professionals. Yeah, (laughs) I forgot the word Uh, by professionals. So I would love to know like more kind of you rewatching your own episode. What are some things if you're able to share um, things that didn't air or things that like um, people don't realize from watching like that actually goes on at Shark Tank? Yeah, I was really fortunate to have gotten connected with a ton of entrepreneurs who had been on the show ahead of time, which was super helpful. Um, So there were like two, three main things that I did before the show that I would say um, set me up for success for filming and, and pitching. One, I like met with all these other like different entrepreneurs who had been on the show. I tried to meet with people who also had a service product just because it's a different experience than and like a different purchasing um, pattern or psychology than like a physical good. Um, and then two, I watched like Shark Tank nonstop. When I say nonstop, I literally like, I think my boyfriend was so over, <laughs> over watching it like every single night. And I just wrote down like when the sharks liked someone or when they got a positive response, what did they do to get that? And then the third thing that I did was I did all these practice pitches with people I didn't know. So I had my network like reach out to all these VCs and people who I know would be like brutally honest with me and I did my pitch in front of them and I let them rip into me and it really made me have tough skin and realize that like it's not personal that they have questions and they're doubting my business it's just how it is so then when I went into the tank I was like oh whatever I've already gotten knocked down like 10,000 times by all these people so I don't really care um and then leading up to the show itself I was like oh my god I'm be on national tv like I definitely need to get my hair done. I got a spray tan. (laughs) And then this gal who I talked to was like, oh, like they tell you that you have to do your own hair and makeup, but they do hair and makeup for you. So I like that took a ton of stress off my plate because I'm not a hair and makeup person. So I was like, do I need to go buy makeup? Like I don't even own foundation. So I um, found that out from a previous person who was on the show, which was great. But yeah, so you have like, it's super fun. You have like your own little trailer for the day. They pick you up. It's like a little bit different with COVID because it's so strict. So they're like COVID testing you every single step of the way. Um, There's like little golf carts that drive around Sony Studios that you ride on that take you everywhere. Um, And then I was actually in the tank for an hour and a half, which I feel like most people know that now. Like they obviously edit it down. Um, But I honestly blacked out and I don't remember what happened. So when (laughs) it aired, I was like watching and it was kind of like this out-of-body experience because you don't get to watch your segment before it airs right like you watch it live with everyone else 
and you have no clue what they're how they're gonna slice and dice it like I got an edit that made me look super fiery which I am um but I think they like pulled out moments where I had pretty like you know sassy responses and stuff like that um so it's just crazy because like you're watching it live with everyone else and I planned like a huge watch party around it which in hindsight I think was a sign to everyone that I did get a deal um because why else would I like be inviting all these people to watch it live with me but I didn't really think through it because then when I was watching it live, I was like, wait, I have no clue what's about to happen. And I have like 50 people with me that are going to watch me do this. And I don't even know what's like, it was just weird. Looking back, I was like, why did I invite all these people here? Like, I don't even know what's going to happen. What if I look <laughs> terrible on TV and I like have react. them here? How did they react though? I mean, I, honestly, I think that's a very gutsy move. I wouldn't have done it. I would have been like <laughs> in my room and just watching um everyone was so fun and excited and like um laughing and yelling and like it was fun but um yeah just looking back I didn't really think that through very well no you had the confidence and you know there are people that like your friends and family people that you're close to so I think regardless of course they would have been there to support you but it's so nice that you got a deal like congrats thank you yeah and um if you're able to share like kind of more about that process or kind of like after like um, you know, what do you um, plan to do with the shark moving forward and um, with the funding as well, things like that? Yeah, I am not allowed to talk too, too much about the post Shark Tank okay. process, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I will say that um, Robert has a whole team of people, which is amazing. Um, a lot of people ask me post Shark Tank, like, oh, how are you like, how does he have time to work with all these entrepreneurs that he's always invested in? And the beauty of it is that he has this whole team of people that are there to support you. Um, and so for us, it's been really helpful just being able to like bounce off ideas, have meetings with them. Um, I think when it will be most helpful, and I think where a lot of you see on the show a lot when they do updates with people is really strategic partnerships. So when we're ready to kind of push into that next stage of the company, um, I just know that that's like the most valuable relationship we can have when it comes to strategic partnerships. All your hard work and determination has paid off. That's amazing. Thank you. And you seem to be doing really well with the aftermath as well. Um, you know, all that has happened. And honestly, I feel like with with or without COVID, like just how virtual we're going with like metaverse and with you know everybody trying to be more digital and stuff, this couldn't have come at a better time. And, you know, if, like the more people that are used to like the idea of, you know, being in a virtual world and doing virtual events and stuff, I feel like there's a more momentum that's coming your way that, you know, that's so exciting, right? Like not just in America, but like all over the world. So I wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah. And um, any last uh, piece of advice or takeaways to our listeners from you? I think my biggest piece of advice that I've learned throughout like this whole journey, including Shark Tank, is just what we already talked a little bit about is like there isn't a silver bullet to building a business. It's the baby steps and the small wins and the little things that just compound um, and so I would just encourage anyone out there who's building a business to just continue to celebrate the small wins. And Shark Tank is a huge win and a fun win and really flashy. And I'm loved that we got that experience and it did amazing things for the business, obviously. But I feel like it's not realistic for every single business. 
And it's important to know that Shark Tank or no Shark Tank, like you can still be super successful and celebrating just the small steps along the way are, are that's what's going to get you where you want to go. That's beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Caroline, for being with us today and, you know, sharing your story. Uh, we absolutely loved it. And I think our listeners have learned so much from you and so many key, key takeaways. But mostly, I think, you know, the way that you are, your personality, that you stuck to uh, through many of things that you decisions you made on your business and whether it's a show or afterwards I think that's what shines the most is you sticking to your guns and you making decisions based on what felt right for you and for the business rather than externally impacting you um, is my biggest uh, thing that I've learned from you today so it, it's been a pleasure having you on oh well, yeah. thank you so much for having me it was really nice to meet both of you yeah, super nice to meet you, Caroline. And I will definitely keep Wedfully in mind, um, especially, you know, I want to monitor your growth, like for other events or, you know, weddings too. <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for making the time um, and super excited to see where this goes for you and keep following your journey. Thank you. Um, you two both, always inspired by other entrepreneurs as well. And so I just appreciate you having me on the show and, and letting me chat your ear off. <laughs> of course anytime now to all of you out there have a great day yes and if you have a wedding coming up you know where to go <laughs> <laughs> retweet yes <laughs> bye caroline bye thank you want to get a workbook detailing steps you can take for your business today as well as our top recommendations for entrepreneurs leave us a review on apple Podcasts. take a screenshot and email it to contact at thinkida.com thank you for listening to the lightbulb moment podcast We'll see you here next time.